You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sticking around for another hour and change on a Sunday get-together on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack uh, going nowhere fast. And the next couple of minutes, we're going to spend fast on the ice. We haven't done enough hockey of late. So uh, I said, well, damn, we're due for a hockey spot. To see if we can get our guy, David Pagnotta, editor, editor, editor-in-chief of the fourth period and host and analyst for Sirius XM NHL Radio. And, yeah, sure enough, my producer, Shep, was able to pull it off. So David Pagnotta joins us to talk pucks and sticks. How have you been, David? Not too bad. Enjoying, enjoying the hockey. There you go. Uh, is there any hockey on tonight? Because I got to tell you, I've been all tournament out all day, and I got an NBA <laughs> game on right now, so I haven't even noticed if there's any good hockey going on tonight. Yeah, there, well, there's just one tonight. Uh, Ottawa and Toronto are, are halfway through. Actually, more than that. The second period just ended, uh, and we had about five five pretty good games today. Um, but uh, yeah, some more. So actually, a lot of action tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I'll be on top of it tomorrow. Uh, speaking of Ottawa and the teams in the North Division, I was going to ask you, uh, we've pretty much reached the halfway point. All the teams are right at about the 28-game mark in a 56-game season, except the teams from the North, who are almost all over 30, some well over 30 already. They've had less COVID issues north of the border than we have down here in the contiguous 48 states. Um, is that going to become a scheduling issue? Because the, the North looks like they're going to be able to finish in the next couple of weeks, whereas it's going to take some time for everybody else to finish up. Yeah, they, you know what? It, it, a lot of teams in the North start to have later on this month, they've got uh, some gaps in the schedule. In Ottawa right now, they've got the rest of the week off until Friday, Saturday, and then they've got another four days off. As, as So it's, it starts to even out. As the season kind of progresses, everything is on pace still uh, to end. I believe the last day of the regular season originally was May 8th. They've made some adjustments. It's only May 10th now. They've only had to push things a couple of days, and that's still been the case. So things are looking good. Everything is on track for the end of the and for the playoffs to start around May 12th. But it, it looks good. A lot of the teams in the North, like I said, they've got some – gaps in their schedule that will allow things to kind of spread out a little bit, whereas other teams in some of the other divisions will, will be able to play catch-up as, as the season moves forward. But it's looking pretty good. Like Dallas, I think, is the, the, the they played today. They, they've got the least amount of games under their belt with 24, uh, but they've got a lot of catching up to do, and they, they're scheduled to go until May 10th. So things are, things are looking good to, to keep on pace, providing we don't see any more hoopla happening. Yeah, unless there's a breakout, then everything's yeah. up in the air. But for now, uh, they're still on pace and only a couple of days back from when they had the scheduled end of the season, which is pretty darn good, as a matter of fact. Um, 
let me ask you about the midway point of the season. Yes, some teams are a little ahead of the others, but all of them uh, pretty close to the 28-game number. What's the main thing we've learned in the first half of the season? Uh, teams that we thought were going to be pretty good are, are actually, yeah, they're pretty, <laughs> pretty good. And teams we thought stunk, um, like Buffalo and, and Detroit, uh, yeah, they, they think. So it, it, it's been kind of consistent in, in the way things are going. But we're seeing some emergence from, from some players uh, across the league. Patrick Kane is having an MVP caliber season. He's been a little cold the late last few games, but he's helped propel Chicago into a playoff position at this stage and also in the Central Division, Florida, led by uh, Alex Barkov and Jonathan Huberto. Their, their star status is starting to climb and rise a little bit throughout the National Hockey League, and you're going to be hearing more of them as the season progresses. Florida is, is, is a, a pretty significant force. They've got two great goaltenders as well. Uh, Bobrovsky has rebounded uh, between the pipes for them. So we're, we're seeing some teams, you know, the teams that, again, we thought were going to be good are, are, being, are playing pretty good, but we're getting some surprises along the way, like Chicago, Florida playing a lot better than people expected. And, and out west, or, or I guess the central, but in the west division, Minnesota's won four in a row, and they've been absolutely lights out uh, so far, getting good goaltending and getting some offense going as well with that team. Yeah, one team you didn't mention in the Central Division, of course, you got the defending champion Lightning and the Panthers that you noted are playing as well as they are, and the Blackhawks in a playoff position, something they haven't done the last couple of years. But Carolina sits atop that division. Yeah. I did not see that coming. They've won eight games in a row. How are the Hurricane doing this? Oh, uh, yeah, the Canes, and, and, you know, people thought, a lot of people, myself included, they were going to be a playoff team. They were going to be one of these teams that was, you know, still going to be in the race. They'll be kind of middle pack uh, in, in that division to see where they're at. But, yeah, they have – you're right. That's another team that's exceeded some expectations a little bit. They, they've got a well-rounded group. They have a ton of depth on this team, and they're doing it by committee. They don't have, you know, one superstar that's, that's miles in front of everybody else from a point total perspective. This team's doing it as a cohesive unit. You've got, you know, Vincent Trocek and Sebastian Ajo who are, who are leading the charge from an offensive perspective. They've got Sveshnikov and Stahl. And, and Martin Nekash, who's emerging um, after getting some uh, some more games under his belt, playing consistent, and they've been getting sound goaltending as well. This is a this is a really well-rounded group, so much so, and, and with so much depth, that they waived Jake Gardner, who's making four million bucks a season. One of their their defensemen uh, waived him yesterday. He cleared, and he's going to be put on their taxi squad. That shows you how deep this team really is. And uh, for me, if they can solidify that goaltending position a little bit more. Um, even though James Reimer has been absolutely a stud for them so far this season, if they can bring in another guy, I, I can see this team being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. They, they are right now, but I, I mean, goaltending for me is always a tricky one, but this team is looking really, really good. When is the NHL trade deadline? Um, it moves around. Uh, the NBA's yeah. a change. NHL's a change because the schedule's all out of whack because of last season bleeding into this season. When is it, and what kind of a goalie do you think would be on the market that Carolina would make a play for it to put in there with Reimer? We're four weeks away starting Monday. So tomorrow we're four weeks away. April 12th is the trade deadline in the NHL. And yeah, we're going to see some, some activity certainly picking up throughout the league. Now, the thing from a goaltending perspective, there's not much that's really out there. I mean, Jonathan Bernier in Detroit has actually had a good season. It's a contract year for him, so you hope that he's playing a lot better than he has in the past. But he's the guy that's the prime candidate to be moved. 
because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So the commitment isn't overly significant if a team wants to make a move for him. Now, one guy that I think would be on their radar, and they've poked around a little bit in the past, is Jonathan Quick with the Los Angeles Kings. Now, Quick's currently injured, uh, but we don't know the full extent of his, of his injury right now. He does not have any no-trade protection, but that could be a, a candidate. If he, if he comes back and he's healthy, I wouldn't be surprised to see a team like Carolina that wants more, uh, uh, more of a veteran presence, winning pedigree. Quick's got two Stanley Cups with the Kings in 2012 and 2014. I could see that being a possibility as we get closer to the trade deadline. At the very least, they, they would certainly inquire to see what type of package it might take and, and if the Kings would be willing to do that. All right. Another team I want to specifically ask you about is the team with the most points in the National Hockey League right now, and that's the Islanders. Granted, they've got a couple of games in hand over the Caps, the Pens, the Bruins, the Flyers, but they are up to 42 points, most in the NHL. Uh, they hit a five-game losing streak in late January, and they looked to me like a non-playoff team. I know. I checked the standings. They were outside the playoffs looking in. Now they've got the most points in the National Hockey League. They've ripped off nine in a row and 11 of 12. What changed with the Islanders? They, they just kind of got back into their groove and started playing their system again. Uh, this is a team with only two regulation losses since the calendar hit February. They have been just an absolute force. And, you know, I talked about Carolina doing it by committee. The New York Islanders do it by committee better than anybody in the National Hockey League because they do it at both ends of the ice. They're one of the most sound defensive teams from a structure perspective in the NHL. And when you've got a coach like Barry Trotz, who, you know, he's won before with Washington. This is a guy that plays a sound system and enforces a strong defensive system. But at the same time, Demian Varlamov has, been absolutely lights out as a goaltender for this team. He's got 13 wins on the season. Goals against is 2.03. He's got three shutouts, 929 save percentage. And Ilya Sorokin, who got the win today against New Jersey in a shootout, this is a team that is that has a lot of depth, a lot of talent at both ends of the ice. And this, you know, they, they made the conference final last season in the East, uh, losing out to Tampa, who eventually won the Stanley Cup. This is a team that's poised to move forward. Now, they lost their captain. Anders Lee, I'm hearing it's probably going to take him to the end of the regular season before he's, he's back uh, with this club, possibly may wait. That could leave some room for them to spend some money and add a, an extra offensive piece ahead of the deadline. Fair enough. Uh, one last quick Islander question, because uh, I have a debate with a friend who's a big-time Islander fan. Who's their best player? Ooh, uh, uh, overall, it's, it's Matt Barzell. There you um, go. Very yeah. good. Thank you very much. You don't need to go on. You don't have to go into further details. He's a big Bavillier fan. Barzell, it, it, there isn't a team in the NHL that if they could get their hands on Matt Barzell would say, no, thank you. They'd all find okay. a way. The skills that he brings, the stuff that he incorporates into his game could fit every team around the National Hockey League. He's the Islanders' best player. Uh, all right. Uh, the NHL going back into business with ESPN. It's been a while since uh, the leader in sports, so called leader in sports had an affiliation with the National Hockey League. I think it's almost funny that in years where they don't have broadcast rights, hockey becomes almost like a redheaded stepchild. Now that they're going to be back on ESPN as a lead product, I guarantee you you'll get more hockey coverage. Is that a good thing for the NHL? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and you talked about it. That, right, just that alone, just the visibility alone across the United States is huge for the NHL to be on that platform, to have games not only on ESPN, 
but also on ABC throughout the course of the season. They've got, you know, the digital component that's going to be big for them. That's big for the league to have a larger presence than they had with NBC and NBC Sports Network. That's, that's well, it's going, so that, that's going to be gone. So th- this, is, this is a big thing for the National Hockey League. Plus to have four of the next seven Stanley Cups starting next season to be on, on the network, either one of the two, ESPN or, or, or ABC, is, is, is big. Plus, they can sell the next package, which they're, they're in the process of doing, continuing negotiations. So not only does it get more eyeballs and more visibility for the league, it's also bringing in more money. The deal alone with ESPN, ABC, slash Walt Disney, whatever, the, the whole thing that they got is for almost $420 million bucks a year. They were getting only $200 million a year from NBC for the whole package. So that's going up. They're probably going to get close to another 200 mil on the next uh, B package that they're going to have. This is big for the NHL. They needed this. It's long overdue. And it's like you said, it, it puts more eyeballs on the sport because the NHL certainly, or excuse me, ESPN certainly going to put more emphasis on, a, on NHL now that they've got it. That's exactly right, and that's a good thing for all hockey fans out there. It's a good whenever David Pagnotta hops on board with us to give us the latest in the NHL. Thanks, brother. We'll be in touch down the road. Continue to enjoy the hockey. Definitely will. Thanks so much. David Pagnotta, editor-in-chief of the fourth period, host and analyst for SiriusXM's NHL channel. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.